This is Norm Holy for WFHP, and today I am interviewing Professor William Huma, who is emeritus at Tufts University. He's an expert in many areas, but today I want to ask him just about the importance of forests globally in terms of maintaining carbon balance. Could you comment on that? If you looked at the emissions that are coming from forests and compared them to national regions, that the emissions from those forests that we're having right now, well, we put us around the European Union. In other words, China's the biggest emitter, the U.S. is second, the European Union is third, and the the carbon coming from all forests would be probably about tied with the European Union. So it's not an insignificant amount of emissions that we're seeing from forests right now. Let me ask you about forest management. Um, how how well are U.S. forests being managed? Well, I mean, management's an interesting interesting point. If you look at at where the greatest carbon is stored, it is in the the forests that have been really been managed the least, in the sense of our going in and intervening are the ones that store the most carbon. On the other hand, having spent 400 years or so manipulating the forest for our own purposes, and uh, forests provide us with, I mean, one of the services that forests provide are forest products. Forests were also cleared, obviously, in your part of the country uh, for agriculture, and that's provided us with very abundant agriculture. On the other hand, in the remaining forests, there is the potential to allow them to grow to a scale that will absorb a great deal of carbon, as carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, and store it in various fuel, uh, carbon-containing molecules, growing trees, and in the soil. In older forests, there is more carbon stored in the soils of a forest than in the standing stock of trees. And, and what happens is a lot of that carbon disappears from the soils when a forest is cut. So it's not just the carbon that's in the woods, the carbon in the soils that's important. We've not done a very good job of, of dealing with that. So forests provide forest products. They also provide this incredibly important function of regulating the, the climate system by storing carbon in the soils and in the trees. Forests also provide us with a flood control. One of the reasons the Mississippi Valley floods so much is because we, just, we, we removed all those forests. And then we've had to build very expensive, hard structures to uh, handle those floods, and we don't always, that doesn't always work. They, they provide clean water, pure water, and, and regulate its, its, its flow, as I've indicated. Uh, forests uh, provide us uh, with cleaner air. They uh, provide us with recreation. And it's interesting that in the U.S. Forest Service, the Multiple Use Sustained Yield Act, uh, all of those things are talked about. Sustained yield only refers to the harvesting for timber. And there is, of course, no mention of the carbon storage function. And and so we, we, we've been blinded to, to this purpose until very recently. Now, here in Indiana, one of the arguments for cutting the, or the state forests in terms of state-managed forests, argument is that by cutting out these old trees that are pretty much, uh, you know, mature, then you'll have new growth and you'll get faster carbon capture. Well, see, the point is carbon is either in the trees or it's in the atmosphere. There are older trees that are about to die. Some foresters argue, well, we could harvest those and that could be our source of timber. However, that carbon stock in the forest is greater than it will be in the finished products. When a, when a, when a, of course, when a tree dies, it does slowly decay and release carbon dioxide back to the atmosphere. But it's a quick, the argument that a younger forest will absorb more rapidly, first of all, that only occurs 
occurs about halfway through its, or somewhere halfway, around halfway through its growth cycle that it's absorbing more rapidly. Little tiny saplings do not absorb very much carbon. So you have many years before you get back to anything like the carbon removal rate that you had before. If, you, if we keep harvesting on a short rotation uh, cycle, there is always less carbon in the forest than there is in the atmosphere. When we harvest trees for, for timber, the utilization is, is actually relatively low. I mean, less than half of what is in a tree ends up in a wood product, if you count the roots and everything as well. You're, you're right to be uncomfortable with that argument. What we should be looking at is how large is our carbon stock in the forest? Because that's carbon that's not in the atmosphere. The practice of clear-cutting, we don't do much of that in Indiana. I mean, there are small areas, maybe three, four, five acres that are clear-cut, but typically it's more selective. What do you think of the practice of clear-cutting? I, I think it's maybe a few cases where it is justified for purposes, but it's mostly for commercial purposes. It's cheaper to do. And it, but from a carbon point of view, from a future of our forest for all purposes, it is not a useful thing to do. Selective cutting, this has to be done very carefully because is it selection by size or is it selection by species? Because if it's selection by species, we high-grade forests. That is, we take the valuable cherry trees, for example, for wood or the oak trees. So we end up with a forest that has a very skewed species distribution. So then all the other functions of forests are compromised. The animals they support, uh, the recreational opportunities, the and in fact, the dynamics of the forest is compromised because one of the things about forests as opposed to tree plantations is the mix of species in a forest have synergistic effects. That is, some, the presence of some species increases the growth rate of other species. An experiment that was done in Germany discovered that they were, when they were growing these pine plantations, they were weeding out, weeding out, notice the term, uh, all the birch trees that came in. In another plot, they just let the, birch, the weed birch trees come in, which had no commercial value. And in fact, the growth rate of the pine trees increased because of something in the chemistry and the, the fungi and things in the soils uh, was enhanced by the birch trees. So the notion that we you know, treat it like corn and we want to get rid of weeds is, is, is a mistake when it comes to a multidimensional uh, process uh, like a forest. I'd like to just ask you one final question. Is there anything else you'd like to comment on in terms of the forest, any aspect of forest information that, that you'd really like to pass along to our listeners? Well, as I said before, it, we really need to think of forest as more than either just a commercial product or even as a place to store carbon. Uh, they are uh, amazing systems that host a remarkable number of species, the greatest biological diversity, that is the most number of species of plants and animals occur in our forest. We eliminate them at our peril. And if we treat all of them as though they are simply a commodity, a commercial process, it will be to our detriment. And just one final thing is that internationally, the world agreed that the temperature should not rise by more than about uh, 3.8 degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial levels. It's now very clear. And, and by the way, that would we, we are already halfway there, just so you know. So what we're seeing now is with half that. Going to double where we are now is pretty is a pretty frightening prospect. Understanding of the scientific community is quite clear that we cannot 
even stay below that level unless we simultaneously bring our emissions from fossil fuels and other sources down of the carbon dioxide and simultaneously increase the removal rate of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere by forests and by improving our agricultural practices. I mean, there's a huge potential to store more carbon in agricultural soils, and that would increase productivity, manage water better, less use of agricultural input. It would save farmers money. We would produce more food. We would not need to cut more forest for more agricultural land to feed more people. So I think forests are hugely important and central to our efforts to address climate change. I'd like to thank Professor William Muma for his comments on the importance of forests and other aspects of climate change. Thank you very much.